For most of human history, middle age has been largely ignored. Birth, youth, old age, death have all been given their due. But middle age has not only been neglected, it's not even been considered a distinct entity. For most of human history, of course, such neglect made perfect sense. Lives were brutal and brief. There wasn't time for a middle. By the time of the Greeks, there was a reverence for maturity. Greek citizens could not become jury members until age 50, for instance. But a Greek middle age was not even close to our current version. Not that many Greeks made it that far, for one thing. The mean age in ancient Greece was 30 years old. For those lucky souls who lived longer, it was more like reaching a high peak, taking a sniff of the bracing mountain air, and then quickly descending into the valley of old age. Now, of course, all that has changed. With human lifespans stretching out, the average lifespan in the developed world just a century ago was about 47 years and is now about 78. We have a long expanse of time in the middle, when we're no longer chasing toddlers and not yet rolling down corridors in wheelchairs. With that shift, middle age has come into its own. Books have been written, movies made, studies launched. But even with this newfound attention, one aspect of middle age has remained neglected, our brains. Even as science began to pay attention to what was happening to our bodies and our lives in the middle years, it did not think about what was taking place inside our heads. The prevailing view was that a brain during midlife was, if anything, simply a young brain slowly closing down. Now that's changed too. With new tools such as brain scanners, genetic analysis, and more sophisticated long-term studies, the middle-aged brain is finally getting its due. Much of the new attention, to be honest, is driven by fear. Many of us, and many scientists themselves, have watched parents suffer the devastations of dementia. We're frightened. A few years ago, after I wrote a book on the teenage brain, I would sometimes give talks for juvenile justice or school groups. After a speech, I was usually driven to the airport by the person who had arranged the event. More often than not, that person, like me, was middle-aged. And as we drove along, he or she would say something along the lines of, You know, you should write a book about my brain. My brain suddenly is horrible. I can't remember a thing. I forget where I'm going or why. And the names, the names are awful. It's scary. I would smile and nod in agreement, thinking of my own middle-aged brain. Where do all those names go? Do they float out of our heads and into the trees? Are they up there bouncing around the interstellar clouds, gleefully watching us fumble about? And is this the start of something truly awful? Not long ago, the writer Nora Ephron, who at 67 was at the outer edge of what's considered the modern Middle Age, wrote an essay about all this called, Who Are You? I know you, she wrote. I know you well. It's true. I always have a little trouble with your name, but I do know your name. I just don't know it at this moment. We're at a big party. We've kissed hello. You've been to my house for dinner. I tried to read your last book. I am becoming desperate. It's something like Larry. Is it Larry? No, it's not. Jerry? No, it's not. I'm losing my mind.